So Bill, what are the key factors that influence you know, a stay-at-home mother's financial settlement in a divorce? It is really important for stay-at-home moms to have uh, perspective, both the short-term and the long-term. And so there, there are a lot of different factors to take in consideration. But one of the things that, that we see consistently is that stay-at-home moms are very fearful because of the finances that they don't have. And usually when they're staying at home, it allows the other spouse to, to earn a good wage. So what we do is we're able to give peace of mind to, to stay-at-home moms and show them where we can help them secure their financial future. When we represent folks, we show them what they can get, what they should get, and what long-term and short-term finances should look like. So having a really good financial plan is very important to a stay-at-home mom because they're there often providing the support, the, all the hard work that it takes to raise a child and provide a really loving and supportive home. And having that financial security in the future and having a plan that was really workable and is a reusable solution is very important. Welcome to the 805 Law Group Podcast, your source for an entertaining blend of law and legal community updates. Each week, you'll get crucial insights into family law, personal injury, criminal defense, and estate planning, along with the latest insider information about what's happening in the local legal community and high-profile cases right here on the Central Coast. Now let's get started with your host, the founder of 805 Law Group, attorney Bill Osman. Welcome to the 805 Law Group Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Dee Mignola. And I'm Bill Osman. Now, in this episode, we're going to talk about what you need to know if you're going through a divorce and you're a stay-at-home mother or you're married to a stay-at-home mom. So, Bill, what are the key factors that influence you know, a stay-at-home mother's financial settlement in a divorce? It is really important for stay-at-home moms to have uh, perspective, both the short-term and the long-term. And so there, there are a lot of different factors to take in consideration. But one of the things that we see consistently is that stay-at-home moms are very fearful because of the finances that they don't have. And usually when they're staying at home, it allows the other spouse to earn a good wage. So what we do is we're able to give peace of mind to, to stay-at-home moms and show them where we can help them secure their financial future. When we represent folks, we show them what they can get, what they should get, and what long-term and short-term finances should look like. So having a really good financial plan is very important to a stay-at-home mom because they're there often providing the support, the all the hard work that it takes to raise a child and provide a really loving and supportive home. And having that financial security in the future and having a plan that was really workable and is a reusable solution is very important. Now, it would make sense that a stay-at-home mom often claims more spousal support or alimony compared to a mom that works outside the house. What kind of determines that amount? There are different factors that determine what the spousal support is. So the courts will look at the spouse that's the earner, how much they're making, what their wages are, bonus income, commissions. 
where there's other forms of income, as well as what the other parent makes. The court will sometimes look at earning capacity, depending upon the age of the children, what the parties have, as well as they'll look at what child support is. Child support is a big factor to determine what spousal support is because that comes first and then spousal support comes in on top of that. So actually childless couples will quite often get more spousal support, but there won't be child support in the middle that affects that that amount that the stay-at-home parent would receive. Okay, that makes sense. What about marital assets? Are stay-at-home moms entitled to a larger share of the marital assets, such as, you know, the family home, saving accounts, investments, things like that? Typically not, Dean. Typically, the court will look at community property, which is all property acquired during the term of the marriage, and then divide that equally. However, we've been able to successfully get a larger share depending upon the situation. The marital home is always a big asset that must be taken in consideration. We've gotten marital home exclusions for stay-at-home parents where they don't have to sell that residence until the children turn 18. So that is one tool that does effectively give an unequal distribution, provide safety, security for that stay-at-home parent as well as for their children and secures the financial future of that spouse. Okay. Now, what would you recommend to a stay-at-home mom to protect her interests during divorce negotiations? Well, there's several things that to take in consideration is both the short-term and the long-term. The short-term of getting the bills paid and taking care of the children's needs and making sure that there's provision for attorney's fees and costs so that one parent can pay the that of another. And then looking at long-term, quite often we'll look at retirement accounts, we'll look at how that should be divided, we'll look at different assets. Sometimes it requires selling some assets. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that requires a reshuffling of priorities. And so that's really important to sit down with your legal team, take a good look at that, and have a good strategy going into negotiations and even the courtroom. Are you enjoying the 805 Law Group podcast so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. For more information about 805 Law Group, visit our website, 805lawgroup.com. Now let's get back to the show. Now, when it comes to a single mom, would you say it's more important for a stay-at-home mother to seek legal counsel during the divorce process? And if so, why? Yes, I think it's really important for a stay-at-home mom to have good legal counsel. There's a lot riding on here, and errors can compound. If you make an error just, you know, $1,000 a month, you know, in a year, that's $12,000. And Mm -hmm. I see people make large errors, and I see million-dollar mistakes where I've had to go into court and someone has chosen not to have counsel. And it's ended up costing them six and even seven figures. Wow. So what happens if a stay-at-home mom decides to re-enter the workforce after a divorce? How does that impact, you know, her settlement and things like that? That's a great question, Dean. Quite often, a stay-at-home parent has rusty skills or not the education and training that they need to really competitively get into the workforce. 
So we've worked out plans to where one parent can get the education and training they need. We have a great university here at Cal Poly. We've been able to get some moms into Cal Poly, put in provisions for their tuition, their books, as well as time that they need to study. And so we've got spousal support awards, property awards that will accommodate that and plans that will effectually allow them to reenter the workforce by getting the education, the training, the experience that they need to succeed and help their family succeed. Okay. Now, how would you recommend that a stay-at-home mom plan financially for life after divorce? You know, how is life going to feel different? It's going to feel different in a lot of different ways. One, you become the only parent in most situations where you may have a parent and we encourage co-parenting. The day-to-day, the situations, you have to rely on yourself. Secondly, financially, it's very difficult. When you have the financial resources of both parties, you only have half of that now. And, mm-hmm. and so it does take a lot of adjustments. It takes adjustments of lifestyle. It will take adjustments of routine, of schedules. So good planning and good professionals to provide advice and insights is really important when a stay-at-home parent is going through this process and finding results and a solution that they can live with. We've uh, been able to help parents come up with amazing solutions that hadn't thought of, and it's very satisfying to see families get the solutions they need and able to put their pieces of their lives together and make it even stronger and better than before the divorce. Oh, that's that's encouraging. All right. Well, thank you, Bill. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the 805 Law Group podcast. If you enjoyed the content, go ahead, drop a like below and make sure you hit that subscribe button and the follow button, depending on what platform you're on. And of course, turn on those bell notifications if you want to know about future episodes that will be dropping soon. And also feel free to comment below if you have any questions or feedback. Any final words, Bill? I'd like to encourage our listeners to come see our website. We have a lot of great resources there, and we'd love to help you on your journey. Excellent. That's 805lawgroup.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the 805 Law Group podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, 805lawgroup.com forward slash podcast where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music, so you never miss an episode. If you found value in the show, we'd love it if you could rate it on iTunes or even tell your friends. Make sure to join attorney Bill Osman next week for another informative and entertaining episode. Remember, at 805 Law Group, we're turning law into empowerment one episode at a time.